Yeah. Okay. Um, quick start. Uh, start the thing, and we're starting the podcast. Uh, what? <laughs> don't fucking do what you did last week. I won't. Uh, I won't. I haven't got one in the tank. All right. Uh, or have I? I forgot. I forgot the name of the podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Bad Report, the podcast with slightly better quality this week. We'll find out in the edit. Ooh. Who knows? <coughs> um, this week we're talking about our favourite com- comic books, actual comic books this time, not comic movies, but actual comic books. And we're going to try and squeeze in Jupiter's Legacy because I think two out of the three of us have watched that. It's yeah, fucking I seen it shit. Whoa, mm. where's that? Hot take. <laughs> And uh, take. and uh, we can talk about Castlevania Season 4, because I've watched that. If well, you can talk about it. I'll talk about it. I'll you talk about it. it. Yeah. I'll fucking talk about it, mate. I'll play, talk about it all play day long. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. You should be. <laughs> and uh, that's the end of the show. Uh, yeah, that's... <laughs> right. Um, let's talk about what we've been doing this week. Because that's what we do. You know the routine by now. We're nine episodes. This is the ninth episode. We know we're getting Holy into shit. it. Um, Drew, what have you been doing this week? Anything interesting? No. Okay, Dan, we're on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you can you can literally skip me. Uh, just have a, just replay last week's and uh, imagine me just doing that in the same clothes. Ew. But <laughs> we haven't changed either. But with more hate watching <clears throat> of Jupiter's Legacy. Oh, what hate? <laughs> hate watching. Oh, no, I watched you this legacy. I was like, "Come on, man! This is I, I, so I, I, right." I get it. I'm I'm a bit critical, right? Given fine, whatever. <laughs> a bit. Yeah. I'm a but, bit critical. But, the pub's a little bit Catholic. <laughs> Understatement Jupiter, of the fucking but, millennium. <laughs> but Jupiter's legacy just wasn't good. Like, yeah, it was. It was alright. The action was bad. It was filmed bad. The acting was bad. The writing was bad. No, it's good. The dialogue was bad. The casting was bad. It was just bad. The wigs were bad. His hair was bad. The whole thing was bad. No, it's um, good. But well, of course you liked it. <laughs> they could just shit out any comic book movie, and you'd just be like, "Oh my god, yeah, I'm fucking loving that." <laughs> that's not true and you know that's not true you know really? there are ones you know <laughs> there are fuck comic movies they don't like specifically Venom <laughs> yeah but I mean, and the amazing one. Spider-Man 1 and 2 <laughs> uh yeah fair right <laughs> you know, whatever um but other than that yeah same shit I've just been uh, doing art doing tattoos doing work doing art doing tattoos doing work no I've been off work actually oh right um, yeah, yeah. Off work, I booked it off because I'm I'm coming up to visit your neck of the your woods, sw- your sweet little pert butthole. Aren't I? Oh Jesus! <laughs> this is a like <laughs> this is a like you know. Don't say family podcast. No yeah, families I mean, listen to this it's podcast. Not a family, it's a family podcast, podcast but like this <laughs> ain't, ain't that kind of show. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, prepare your butthole because I'm coming up. Anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, we will do. We've got something special planned for the next. Oh yeah, weeks. I have. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a two-hour recording of graphic anal sex against, <laughs> against my will. <laughs> the Banff report. <laughs> going dry. Oh god, um, this devolved so quickly. 
<laughs> um, I'm, di- I'm directly involved, so that's fine. Yeah. Um, no uh, worries. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Good job. No Good. worries. <laughs> Follow up what I said with no worries. <laughs> oh, look. Don't don't take away my awkward like words away from me. I don't know. <laughs> no worries. It's bad for that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Cool. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll do me then. Um. I will, I... I'll do you. <laughs> Fuck. He's gonna do you. That's what we've been discussing. Forward um, planning. I have been. <sighs> Fuck. My brain. Mostly. My... <laughs> in... <laughs> Mostly. Um. I've been playing Resident Evil Eight all week. I'm really, 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 really enjoying that. It's um, great bit of fun. I finished. I actually. Yes. I actually I finished it on the weekend after the last podcast, and like, it goes, it does the same kind of Resident Evil things of like you end up fighting giant, giant, mutated monsters and everything. Yeah, but um, <clears throat> like it just. It's fun to play and fun to explore. I, I wish it was longer because it's only about ten hours if you like take your time, and like. But at the same time, like Resident Evil Four is two, three out, like like two, three times the size of it, and that's just too long. So maybe it's mercifully short. I don't know. Cause I I'm find st- Resi's kind of work better when they're sort of like ten. I mean, you can speedrun the first yeah. one in like stupid time, can't you? I think like six to ten yeah. hours is reasonable for a Resi. Oh god, yeah. Like, I mean, there's there's trophies for this to like speed like speed run it in three hours, which is you can do it if you play it on like easy with infinite ammo magnum and just nah. skip all the cutscenes and it's just like I'm fucking doing this in twenty minutes and you you can but like all of them are like that. Once you unlock the perks from doing the harder difficulties, like you can do stuff a lot quicker, obviously. But um, <clears throat> yeah, like it does some really interesting stuff. It's not just uh being chased around by a giant woman with huge tits you know there's more to the game than that the story isn't exactly gonna blow your fucking socks off but you know it's fine it's about shooting monsters i'm sorry burps shooting burps <laughs> shooting monsters and burps. <laughs> shooting them with burps <laughs> um, that's what i was doing when i opened I think, the show last week Burping yeah, at monsters. but i um i think the actual bosses aren't as scary as the environments and like they're not as tense as like the ancillary enemies are like there's encounters where you're just like especially in the first run when you're not sure about everything and you're not like you're trying not to use too much ammo and you just kind of like stumble into situations you're like oh shit and like you just have to like i've used all my ammo here what the fuck am i gonna do but it's not actually too bad like because ammo scarcity feels like it's a problem but it's not really a problem in that game as long as you rotate your weapons around you'll be fine um yeah definitely worth a go if you like if you like resident evil 7 it's more of that with more combat focus resident evil 7 kind of went combat e towards the end but this kind of is that from the beginning and like yeah it's definitely i think i said last week it's worth playing Uh, i still think it's worth playing and like then this I think this seven, eight, and nine is going to be like a trilogy, like its own little trilogy. It is connected to everything else, but I am looking forward to seeing where the next one goes. But I think there's rumors; they're not sure they might be remaking four in the new engine, which seems pointless because four is like you can buy four on like everything. Like yeah, I heard that. Everything. 
Yeah. But I heard that they um one one guy, I think it was Yahtzee, said something along the lines of like the Resi Resi eight feels like they had the idea to remake four and then just, just kind of gave yeah. up and just went with Resi eight anyway, sort of thing. So yeah, it, yeah. it definitely feels like they're like prototyping the environments for f- the remake of four. But then I feel like seven did that sort of for like the remakes of two and three, like the certain, like the, the RE engine kind of like built out interesting, like environments and like the way things kind of look and like buildings and cities and like, in lab environments and stuff to kind of be like, oh, yeah, I mean, we could probably remake two and kick it out pretty quickly, probably too quickly for some people, <laughs> like if you listened to the show last week. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I've been I've been enjoying that. So I've been literally, I've just been playing that for the past week. Uh, whilst playing that, I watched all of Jupiter's Legacy in like two days. How many episodes are there? Eight. It's eight oh. hour long episodes. And contrasting to Drew's opinion, it's it's good. It's not it's not gonna fucking blow your fucking socks off. It really isn't. It's like I'd probably put it on the lines of like I said to you, it's like Titans season one good. Yeah, I, I enjoy you know Titans I mean? season one. Yeah. And like it's fine. It played like it's it's definitely leaning too hard on like this like I like the fact that there's like two ongoing stories in it it's a bit schizophrenic at times because they released it all in one go and if it was week to week you'd be able to consume it a bit better and make more it'll be more manageable but um the like the 1930 stuff is way better than the modern day stuff because the modern day stuff leans on to two overused kind of like tropes from like modern day like teen comic book hero kind of stuff like oh this one's going to be the next this and this one's disenfranchised with the family and is addicted to drugs and is like it's like oh, fuck's sake all right but yeah it's i think dan you'd enjoy it you won't love it it won't it's not going to be like dear devil season one you know what i mean yeah the the titles are very dear devil season one in fact i'd argue they're probably made by the same company that they did Devil season one but yeah it's it's a good it's a good show to watch if you've got nothing else to watch and at the moment there isn't really anything else to watch um i also watched castlevania season four in a day (laughs) but that sounds worse than it is because it's so but it's like it's 10 episodes and like 25 minutes long so it's not really that big of a deal it is because i watched about five hours of content in an afternoon but like Castlevania, I have a problem where like I every time I start a new season, I'm like, wait, what's going on? What will happen last season? Because I just forget because it's so quick and like stuff happens and the animation's quite flashy and stuff, and it's just like I don't absorb it all as much as I could. But after about the third episode, I kind of was like, oh yeah, I remember this plot and I remember this side plot, and oh, I see where they're going and it ties off that that kind of like story arc for that series pretty well because there's no more after this now season four is the end of it and um it ends kind of well for a lot of people more so than you'd expect and it fucking it goes places man it goes some pretty cool places and the fight scenes are really well they're not they're well shot and well animated i think i don't like the fact that it's kind of like animated on like sometimes 20 frames rather than like a full 24 like this feels like there's some weird like frame skipping sometimes which makes it feel a bit cheap but maybe that's just some an, an anime style that i just haven't really 
absorb too much. But I I wouldn't have picked up on that at all. I I'm not gonna bother watching it until I've rewatched series one to three because like it's been two yeah. years since the last series, and it happened when I started watching season three. Like it was such a big sort of a gap between that and season two that I was just like, yeah, fuck this. Yeah, so, I um, definitely... yeah, I'm I'm gonna do it all again over the next like few weeks. I think probably when we finish Claymore. Yeah, man. I um season three, I was the same way. I just like when I watched season three, I was like, fucking, I have no idea what's going on. I kind of do, I get, but like in season three introduces a lot of new elements to the story uh, compared to the last two seasons, which were very much Dracula focused. And it's just like, oh, okay. And this does pay off on a lot of stuff. It's it's worth everyone's time. If you like anime, if you like, <clears throat> just you don't even have to like Castlevania because like I. I've played Castlevania games. I couldn't fucking tell you the names of the monsters or like I know that Belmont's in it. I know who Alucard is. I know who Dracula is. After that, I'm like, yeah, fine, whatever. It's magic. It's he does the whip thing. It's awesome. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I had no real prior knowledge of the game. I think I played a little bit of it on. I think it was a PlayStation game I played. Um, yeah. Of it, Symphony um, of the Night. Possibly, yeah, um, and yeah, it was it was all right. Like it was it was perfectly um, sort of like serviceable as a game, but I do not remember any of it than man <laughs> with whip and vampires. So yeah. Um, yeah, I'm even despite that, the uh, the animation is amazing, the action's amazing, uh, and yeah, the storyline's engaging enough to sort of like keep you watching, but yeah, without really knowing what the fuck's going on in the context of it, because it kind of it introduces you to the world quite well, I find. Yeah, it does. It's like you get into the fact that like oh you get who the belmonts are you get who why dracula's so terrifying you and like they they explain why alucard is who he is and stuff and well yeah it's just i know it's anime in it it's fucking great and it's my it's like my like i have two i have two types of anime that i like and it's like futuristic cyberpunk mechs and dark fantasy <laughs> anything else i'm not interested in don't give a fuck don't talk to me i don't give a fuck about your fucking hitsuna fucking miku whatever the fuck shit i just don't care sailor moon go fuck fuck off and I, I just I, I don't care i don't care persona no go away get fuck off <laughs> yeah it's, it's just forcing you to watch all the anime yeah i just i just not interested in like i mean i guess my hero academia is probably i should watch because it's more like x-men meets anime that's why um yeah kind of but still very shonen jumpy so a bit kind of naruto-y um mm, and stuff see. but it's yeah so if that's not your thing then you probably won't enjoy it because it is a, a shonen jump anime so it is going to yeah. be kind of like your dragon ball z and stuff like i like that. dragon ball z though that's the thing i think mm. that's my my like my my outlier you know what i mean yeah see, I, I, like I think everyone likes dragon like ball z though don't they yeah on some level yeah, I like like Black Clover as well. Uh, mm. My Hero Academia. Um, one Punch Man's a good superhero-y one. That's like, it's very silly, but not in a Shonen Jumpy kind of way because it gets a bit adult with the uh, the old violence. Yeah, sort yeah. Of thing. That's pretty good. And for dark fantasy, um, Claymore. Is, yeah, it's great. I've been watching you that. So. Yeah, I should give that a go. Is it on um, Crunchyroll or like Funimation or something? Funimation, we're watching it on. Right, cool. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Demon Slayer as well. If, um, that's the big one at the oh, moment. Oh yeah, mm, yeah, that's all right. That's it's a bit shonen jumpy, um, but not as bad. Um, I think it's the new kind of accessible one. Do you remember when everybody kind of hopped on Attack on Titan like yeah. years ago? Um, it's like that. It's nowhere near as adult as Attack on Titan, um, but the animation style is awesome. Like what they do for their kind of fight scene powers, they have like elemental sort of powers like water fire all that sort of jazz but the way it's animated is really fucking cool so um 
yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd recommend giving Demon Slayer a shot. It's only one season so far, and the movie, um, which yeah. isn't out over here until next week, I think. So it's probably it's online. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd give it a give it a go. Give it a wee go. If you've got a wee go. To watch. Wee go. Wee go. Cool. Wee go. Um, I think oh, that's it. Go. I've just been doing that, working, playing games, watching TV. Um, I didn't squeeze any movies in this week. Really, I don't think nothing. Well, nothing that fucking sticks out in my head anyway. Um, no, I didn't. I've been watching, catching up on some streams, some streamers, and that's been about it. Um, Dan, Dan, yeah. Danath, Danath, Danath. Right, I, I've got some retconning to do from last week's. What have you been up to, uh, oh Drubby? Yeah, I know because I said I didn't watch any films, but I watched two. Oh yeah. fuck! I know, I know, and I'm starting to really Must worry about ones. my mental state. Um, well, they were actually like so. One of them was a yeah. So the first one was that Mitchell's versus the Machines, which is that new kind of oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pixar-y so, type one, but not Pixar. Um, from the same guys who did um Into the Spider Verse, Lord and Miller. Oh yeah, and yeah, that was fun. It was just a fun family movie. There was some great good sort of like uh, gags in there, some good visual gags and stuff like that. But I mean, you know, it's it, it it's as funny as those movies are sort of thing you know yeah it's there's a cool premise it's got some cool really cool animation actually in a similar vein to uh into the spider-verse in terms of like how they uh how they presented it um but yeah i mean i'd recommend it just for an easy easy watch and then i watched akira after that so a bit of a Ooh. contrast with the shiny happy family sort of saga thing uh yeah. and yeah yeah no akira uh i understood it slightly better this time around having watched loads <laughs> of anime for years because when i watched it, it was like oh I hear people who like anime like Akira. Let's watch this. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't it's... like that. Oh, you do it. It's good. There's cool stuff, but I don't know what the fuck's going on. But don't this understand. time, I kind of like, yeah, I, I got it a lot more. Um, but yeah, this is such a fucking stunning film. It really is. It's such a, like, it. you can literally see how much that film influenced animation going forward. Like, oh my God, yeah. The, mo- the motorbike shot is in fucking everything it's yeah, in it really batman is. it's in fucking everything and it's just like every time i see that show i'm like akira <laughs> <Akira! laughs> you know? but yeah man i fucking i do love akira like i when i first watched that i was like yeah you were like <laughs> this is great <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? no, it was it is and it's, it's got a really nice um like 90s style of uh anime animation as well which i absolutely yeah. adore um sort of similar to um Sort of like Trigon and Cowboy Bebop with the sort of like really yeah. detailed kind of backgrounds as well. Dirty uh, space. And obviously Ghost in the Shell as well. Um, yeah. Just for the amount of background detail they put in. And like your eyes not even drawn there. It's like you'll be focusing on the action or the character talking. And you just like glance in the background sort of thing. And then you're like, oh, fuck, that's they went to really, really specific detail to highlight that fucking window yeah. up there or what have you. So all nice dark lines. Yeah, it's good. But anyway, it's yeah, that's good. what I watched. Beautiful like, film. Not last week, but the week before. So, last week, after the <laughs> podcast, I watched Logan Lucky. Oh, yeah. That's an enjoyable That's, film. That's um, Daniel Craig. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Daniel yeah. Craig, um, Adam Driver, uh, Channing Tatum sort of thing. And yeah, I'm yeah, really but... starting to appreciate Daniel Craig as a comedic actor. Like He it's... does better comedy than he does action. Yeah, he really does. He, he really does. does. He's he's a much better, and you can tell he's having more fun with it. He does not look like he's having fun when he's playing Bond. He, he <laughs> it's just, the I, tiny suits, man. That's what it is. It's yeah, like he's fucking sewn into these suits, and he can't fucking move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just he just he's just not having a 
like a great time. But then, like when in Knives Out, he was clearly having an oh. absolute fucking blast. I love that film. That film um, so good. He was really, really sort of like just true in the scenery. He was such a presence in the whole thing. And then Logan Lucky, he is like this redneck sort of uh, bomb explosive expert uh, bank robber. And yeah, he's he's just he's just great. He's just really really good. He plays off everything really well. Uh, everybody else really well. Um, and what's his face in it is in it as well. Um, uh fuck from the boys, the main guy Billy Huey from the boys. Um, oh fucking Jack Quaid. Jack Quaid, yeah, he is the um, he's Daniel Craig's like idiot sort of cousin in it, sort of thing. <laughs> and he's really squinting like, quite early against on. Against type. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it's it's really really good. So yeah, I enjoyed that. It was a bit like it slowed down a little bit into kind of melodrama in the middle, where I was like, oh, okay, let's get back to the fun fun heist. And it is like mm. a by the numbers heist movie, complete with the ah, but you thought we got caught, we didn't get the money, <laughs> but here's what really happened. Let's have a little flashback. I'm oh, sure what these yeah. guys were doing when you were watching these guys. You know, like they did in that episode of Rick and Morty, and it was like it's the it's the oceans it's the oceans eleven twist that literally yeah. just fucking put like it's by the same guys. Mood. It's it's yeah. by the guys who did the oceans films as well. So oh, that's probably man. why. Um, I I've never seen Logan Lucky see because like it's worth a watch. I, I put it in I put it in this category of movies that are like Logan Lucky fucking smoking aces. Lucky number like seven, all that kind yeah, of stuff. That's like it's dumb action, which I sh- I know I'd enjoy, but every time I go to watch, I'm just like, oh, do I want to watch this? And I never kind of like give it its time. I remember seeing Smoking Aces in the cinema. I think we saw that in Manchester, didn't we? True. Smoking Aces. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, fucking that was that was bad. <laughs> that's got that that's was, um that's like that Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, yeah, that was artsy as hell. And there was that, and there was another one. There was even a worse one. It's fucking uh, uh, Jason Statham called Revolver. Yeah. Revolver, which, yeah. Which was yeah, just the, the most chess game. Yeah, fucking wank film. That's Guy Ritchie, isn't it? Um, I can't remember who did Revolver, but Guy Ritchie's done that one with Jason Statham again. Oh, recently. the Man of like Wrath or some shit. Like man that. of uh, Wrath of Man. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. But it looks it looks fucking good. It looks really um, good. But that's uh, also got um, oh, what's the? I can't remember the actor's name. He yeah, went off the radar of for a while, and he was in the faculty. He was in 30, uh, 30 Days of Night. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, Josh Hartnett? Hartnett, yeah, it's got him in it. And it's about my time mom, he made it come back. My mum thinks I look like Josh Hartnett. <laughs> your mum, your mum, your mum's incorrect. Your mum's wrong. My mum, yeah. like, God bless, wrong. God bless oh, my Josh mom, Hartnett. Right? God bless my mum, right? She came back to me once with three celebrities, like, "Oh, you got a quite, quite a like handsome face," and I was like, "You look like the three she came out with with Chris Hemsworth," which people have said, and I'm just like, "I don't believe you because I can't believe you because my ego won't, I can't have that ego." Two, Leonardo DiCaprio, and I was like, "Where the fuck did you pull that from?" <laughs> Maybe in that meme, you know, where he's kind of like squinting, <laughs> like the Snoop Dogg <laughs> meme. That's when you look like Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah, has, I do. Has your mum ever seen any of these? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Is your mum blind? Is she just? Is she just throwing out names? No, you God bless you. Like, you look like Gandhi. <laughs> I just, I just can't see it. Like, I like, I know I've got the tiny eyes of a shrew, but like, you know, just, I just the tiny eyes. I, well, I don't know. Tiny eyes. Shrews' eyes aren't small; they're relative. <laughs> Shrews are tiny animals. <laughs> 
It's a mighty. It's a mighty. You've boost. got the massive eyes of a shrew. It's it's a mighty mighty boost thing. That I always fucking cling on to because Howard. They say Howard's got the tiny eyes of a shrew. <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, sorry, Dan. That was a tangent. Um, you watched Logan Lucky. <laughs> oh, I did. Yeah. So I watched um, I watched Logan Lucky. Um, and then I watched Ghostbusters. Um, oh, OG fuck, Ghostbusters. Really Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. I because uh, the new one's coming out, and I thought yeah. I'll, I'm going to give these a rewatch. What I recommend you don't do is watch the 4K HDR version on um, Amazon, because my god, it is such a fucking atrocious transfer. Is like, it really? Yeah, like so the HDR is dialed up to the extent where like you can see the RGB and like the pixels like uh, quite fucking clearly. Well, and the film I've... grain, and it's just. I'm very much. I think they should bring in, um, like somebody should just put a moratorium on any films past this age. We do not do in 4K. We do not do in well, HDR or anything like that, unless it's like I black think, and white. Cause apparently, that works quite well. No, I think the problem is because I I listened to the Corridor Crew podcast. I caught up on that a few over the past couple of weeks, and um, the one of the people in that group, Ren, says talks about how he doesn't watch 4K stuff online he'll only watch it on disc because when you watch 4k stuff online you have to deal with whatever internal compression they use and that will fuck up loads of stuff like the hdr will be fucked because of the compression ratios and stuff like especially youtube don't watch don't buy 4k movies on youtube because it's on google play because they run through youtube and it's a waste of time because the compression they use is dog shit like if you're going to get 4k movies Buy a f- buy like an Xbox One S, which is like fucking hundred and fifty quid. That's a built-in hate four K Blu-ray player, and just buy four K Blu-rays because you're going, you're not having to deal with bandwidth for one. It's all on the disc, and it's like eighty gigs of just pure upscaled fantastic movie transfers. And like he says, he talks about how even now, when you watch Hellboy One in uh, HD online in four K, it doesn't you still can't pick up a lot of the snowflakes and stuff as if you just watch the standard blu-ray on disc because some of the compression is just like fucked on streaming platforms and stuff but yeah um i don't like like you say like classic movies there's a point in which i go i don't need like i'll buy a blu-ray version maybe but yeah. i don't think i need to get a 4k version well, it's, for it, it, stuff it, like that. it's like with the um when they did the um blu-ray versions of star wars trilogy like and the prequels yeah. <clears throat> i'm very much the mind is that is as good as that is ever gonna look sort of thing because yeah. if you remaster it anymore you start to bring any more bring up any more detail you're yeah. gonna see the sound stage you're gonna see like you know i mean they don't increase the frame rates or anything like that so you don't get that no sort but of it's thing. you're gonna but you're you, gonna lose that movie effect. you can see the wires do you know what i mean it it, it, it that sort of um sort of like metaphor it's just yeah, you you lose that kind of movie sort of like polish that you get, I think. So, um, but yeah, other than that, it, it was fun to watch. Um, I yeah, really man. enjoyed it. I haven't seen it for fucking years. It's, it is one of those things you can just like you can watch whenever. Yeah, there's there's I guess like uh, Venk Venkman can be a bit Venga Boys. Can, yeah, Venga Boys in it can be like Venkman can be a bit like oh that's a bit creepy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although saying that, I mean that there, there there is an opportunity where you, you you do think like if he was as much of a creep as he comes across as you know when she's possessed by uh, Zul. Yeah, he take advantage of it. Yeah, and it's like that's fine. No, he nipped that right in the bud, and yeah. yeah so, but, but he'll yeah, he'll lie a to a woman, but he won't abuse it. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
he'll he'll try and uh, and creepy professor trying to pick up college students right at the start. Mm. That poor yeah, guy that... who just gets shocked over and over yeah. again. It's like oh fuck. <laughs> and everybody is smoking in that film. Like it's yeah, because you don't see people smoking on film that much nowadays, unless it's like the one cool character in the corner. But like literally, yeah. there's one point where they're all standing around the, like the containment and chamber, and everybody's smoking, and yeah. it's like. I, 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 this feels yeah. weird. It's this weird thing. It's like if you were to see somebody smoking inside in like a pub now, it's like that that yeah. seems wrong. I don't it's think you're allowed um, to do that. It's the MPAA in America basically put a thing on that where like they because of um people saying, Oh, we don't want kids to glorify smoking, the MPAA now in America, if somebody smokes in a film, it's like an immediate R. That's mental. And it's That's just fucked. It's mental. just like pe- like it just means period pieces just go out the fucking window. You fit you shoot you set a film in the 70s and it's like, like everybody Joker. was smoking everyone's fucking smoking yeah and it's just like but then they kind of get loose and fast with it. like the mpaa is just like they do what the fuck they want whenever they want and it's just like that's a whole other fucking topic for things but yeah man ghostbusters i need to rewatch that myself i might watch that this week coming up actually. yeah i'm gonna watch uh, number two later on tonight i think i like number two a lot of people hate two i like two yeah, it's just, <laughs> sorry, just a cat just appeared behind your head. Um, yeah, yeah, two's all right. It's it's you know it hasn't got as much of the charm as the original, but yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's it's still it's the inevitable sequel, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's the it's the it's the proto like quote unquote bad sequel, I think, of like people going ah we can just roll on our money, and it's just like yeah maybe not. It's not like the ooze is a bit weird, but like I like the villain in it more. He's just Vigo Scourge of Carpathia. I just fucking love that guy. And fucking, yeah, that's good movies, man. I won't watch the reboot. Not because I'm anti-reboot. I just don't think it's very good. <laughs> well, now what? The, uh, the Melissa McCarthy one? Yeah, yeah it's yeah, because yeah. they went like... So Ghostbusters is... It is like an action comedy, but it, the mm. comedy's like fairly subtle in it. It's nothing too sort of like... <laughs> apart from like the slimy what? thing and... Huh? In which one now? The original. In the original. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I thought you meant in the uh, newest one. I was like, no, no, oh, that's my point. No, no, no. That, that, that's, that's that's my point. It's like yeah, in yeah. the in the the original. It's quite subtle comedy. It's quite clever comedy. It's quite witty. Whereas like in the new one, they've clearly just gone like this is jokes. this is just a Melissa McCarthy movie now. Everybody's jokes because this is yeah. all just the cast from Bridesmaids doing comedy because yeah, just... they do comedy best. And it's like no, no. <laughs> I just don't think it's written very well. I watched it the one time and I was like, I it's not it. written very well. It's just like it's acted as well as it can be acted and just like just the writing is just not very good yeah. but yeah man that's cool but yeah so I, I yeah i did ghostbusters and then i've had quite a productive week actually uh i finished control <laughs> i sped yes, through you it did. and oh god that game was just it is a really good game my own frustrations from it were the fact that i wanted to kind of like speed run it a little bit uh and just mm. get through the last sort of big mass effect was coming out um but yeah it's great the the ashtray maze that bit that you were on about absolutely fantastic when that kicked yeah. in i sort of like because nikki was um, sat on the phone uh, next to me and as they're like right i'm just gonna pause this and wait for you talking <laughs> put my headphones on sort of thing and then through the headphones i was sort of like oh do you know what i haven't done much headphones gaming i'm i'm, I'm a convert now because that was fucking yeah. immense like your adrenaline going all the way through it the sort of fucking superpowers like, stupid ridiculous it, um, rock music it the like they, they structure the song to go with what's happening as well and the environment so like there's a bit in the environment where like it kind of pakes us down and like the the fucking break kicks into the song and it's just like oh fucking hell and you kind of go oh this is a bit of a breather and it just goes and you straight back into it again it's fucking immense i love like so cool when i finished that i literally like me and 
fucking I can't remember her name, but at the same time went, whoa. <laughs> like, oh, like, Jesse. Yeah. Yeah, the character like, goes, that whoa. was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it really was. It like, really fucking was. But um, the good thing about the Alan Wake DLC that I have previously bitched about is that you can actually replay the Astray Maze like over and over off the arcade machine there. So, uh, yeah. Oh, so but then like, yeah, when the game ended, there was no boss fight, really. It was kind of just hordes of enemies sort of thing, yeah. which I kind of like because it wasn't... I didn't feel hindered sort of thing. You know, yeah. Sometimes you can get a game can be ruined by a boss fight in some instances. And this mm-hmm. kind of set it up in a way as in like, oh, and there's more adventures to come via DLC and stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was good. And then it ended with my fav- one of my favourite Porcupine Tree songs, Sphere of a Blank Planet, <laughs> which is a fucking banger. And yeah, that came on and I was just like, yes, that's a, that's a good resolution to this game. Um, and then yeah. I moved on to Mass Effect today. Yes, that did come out. I bet you're in full swing with that. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. I was played about like three or four hours of it earlier, and I forgot how much of it is kind of like set on the Citadel at the start. Like you do the you do the planet mission, and then you go to like the hub, and then there's lots of talking to people, getting things, and then by the time you leave there, you've got all but one of your Crew. team for the rest of it and i was like i cannot remember getting them that quickly but it's literally just in the case of one sort of like 10 minute jaunt and you pick up like three of your extra characters yeah um, but yeah it's good the remaster looks pretty good the um combat and mass effect one's a little bit more polished yes, but i've heard it's not been redesigned but it's yeah yeah it's still a little clunky um especially like the use of powers and stuff like that um but it looks brilliant. Looks really good. Um, it, it plays as well as it was ever going to play, being mm. being Mass Effect One. So I'm really looking forward to getting to two and three because that's where they really streamlined it. But yeah, yeah uh, and that would is you, um, my rather busy week. Would you say it's like definitely better than like playing the PC versions of these games so far? Or have you played the PC versions? I've never played the it... PC versions. Right. Okay, no, so I, I think I've got the PC versions. I think I picked them up for a couple of quid. Yeah. Um, and I never actually played them. But, I mean, it is kind of... They've whacked the HDR on there as well. Um, mm. So some scenes really do pop. And it's got one of the best HDR calibrations that I've seen in a game in terms of it recognising the sort of, like, max nits on your TV. Yeah. Um, so, like, the sort of like maximum brightness and whatnot. It's, it's, it's one of the better calibration ones oh, rather than... Just, just a slider know. and, like, wait yeah. until this image disappears. Or in, like, I, I think the one tell. in Valhalla, it was, like... Still oh, a like so Stonehenge, bad. and then there was like numbers, and it's like I don't know what three thousand four hundred yeah. nits means. I mean, I've looked all this all up since because I went a bit of a HDR tech craze <laughs> to try and understand my TV a bit better. Mm. But yeah, yeah, no, but it's it's it shows as well. It really does come through. So yeah, no, I definitely cool. recommend Mace Effect. Did we see the Venom Two trailer? Yes, we did we see the Venom that. Two trailer. Yeah. Mm, that movie that's looks... definitely a film that's happening. Fucking. That movie looks awesome, and I bet it makes a billion dollars. <laughs> you know, it, it's just like Doesn't it looks look awesome. fucking awful. I mean, I said awesome. Oh, awful. Fuck. Yeah, I was gonna say that wrong. movie looks fucking oh, horrific. Like not as in it's scary, as in it looks shit. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good as him. Oh, just like Woody Harrelson's like, oh, I'm playing a evil guy i guess i'll do the weird and talking like this voice oh eddie i can't wait to see you it's like you g-man i'm so <laughs> unhinged and that's why my voice yeah. is at least his wig isn't as bad as in the end of the first one <laughs> yeah it's not ronald mcdonald now it's just josh home <laughs> <laughs> ronald mcdonald with a pimp like yeah yeah oh so bad yeah. but um 
It's just like fucking Venom's Cookie Monster. That's all it is now. Yeah. Like, and it's just it's just a comedy character that they've they've done with it. And I, I kind of <sighs> see what they're going for. And but all of this would be offset yeah. if they'd have gone hard R with it. Because you're doing a film about Carnage, yeah. like Clitz Casty. He is a psychopath. He is a serial killer. And then he gets like turns into the superpowered being that can literally just generate mm. knives everywhere, and then kills even more people with even more reckless abandon. And it's, it's like, no, like, no, we're just going to keep it nice and I, family friendly. And the fact I say, and we Fuck said off, this to each like, other like, earlier oh. this week, the title, Venom colon Let There Be Carnage, is the fucking oh worst God. title in the human existence. Like Maximum Carnage is there. It's right for the taking. Just it's just it's how could you miss with that how could you miss so hard with that title <laughs> just what the fuck oh avi arad notorious spider-man ruiner strikes again <laughs> such <laughs> a know? convoluted mouthful of a title gee it doesn't even uh, abbreviate well like it sounds more like a computer game title yeah it really does it looks like a movie tie-in game yeah drew what did you think of it um, oh fucking hell! Uh, well, I was I was only down because I wanted to see what Carnage would look like when they did him in. Are they just done the dirty, haven't they? I just think it looks fucking yeah. garbage. Um, really have. And Venom, he's, that, he's that Venom's breakfast Ven- scene. Venom's a villain. Yeah, he is. Ven- Venom isn't a an anti-hero. A, a, a dude making fucking ham and eggs. Fucking hell! And Cletus Cassidy was. One of the most frightening murderers of the fucking twentieth century. I know they've done it. Like, what, what, what just happened? Like, I watched it. What, what, what have you done? What, what, what? Literally, what have you done? It's Sony, they can't be trusted. They can't be trusted. Like, and we fucking opening with it with Venom <laughs> singing along. Oh, do do, oh do do, a hammer and stutter. All right, all right. There goes that. That I want the Drew cut. psychopathic villain that was all in Spider-Man. <laughs> there he is. Ta-da! <laughs> it was like, what? What? What are you doing? When Carnage came out, I thought it went... There's, there's a really good comment with... um With... Uh, hang on, let me see if I've grown up here. With... Uh, with Carnage in it. Um, I think... It's here somewhere. I think... This might be it. Yeah, let me have a look. Uh, yeah. Right. Okay. And right, I've got it here. Um, and it was uh, called the Mortal Past, right? And it's okay. uh, they're transferring Cletus Cassidy, and he's in this fucking high tech, like fucking unit, because he's got the Carnage symbiote in him to yeah. stop any of the blood getting out and touching the air. Because once it hits the, you know, the air, then it can get out. It becomes Carnage. And I think there's a there's a shot in it which I think they're trying to sort of emulate in the in the trailer where he's um, the air goes into the uh, no the blood goes into that tube yeah the yeah, air, yeah the, ec- the, the execution carried. tube yeah, yeah. yeah so I'm guessing that's part of where it comes from but then the rest of this comic just having a scout through <laughs> he's Carnage is just murdering people right yeah. it's just it's just a comic flicking flicking through pages murdering people <laughs> goes and sees his old mate who's like clears. <laughs> What are you doing? Remember when we were kids? Then it shows you him as a kid, like burning down a school. Oh my God, Cletus, remember when he did this? Then he kills his mate. And I'm like, what am I watching? A dude going, eggs. I know. Eggs, eggs, eggs. Eggs, I want some <laughs> eggs. I'm like, fucking hell. Wasn't that difficult? 
so yeah i loved it i thought it was really good um i think holly would have done it again they've absolutely nailed everything anyone wanted they got five people in a boardroom together clearly yeah, just I, um... pumped in a load of gas and went this will you... do it <clears throat> did anyone think that like did anyone think that act it looked bad like it visually looked bad as well like the color like it just i'm not sure if that's youtube or not but like yeah, i watched Carnage it in, like, look, 4K like on youtube and it just no, looked I, I think, and horrible yeah kind i thought there's a part where you see Carnage's no. hands pull out and they look like uh they look like they've got that twisted sort of blood mixed in with that sort of black symbiote so it looked kind of cool yeah, yeah, yeah. um and then you saw the rest of it and when it's it's just another venom what you're doing but yeah i know i know what you mean the first one had that sort of small small feel to it but I, I sort of enjoyed the first one. I thought it was a bit schlocky, whatever. It, was, it definitely wasn't a good film, but it was enjoyable or whatever. But it definitely had that that, that yeah. almost it's like they're trying to save yeah. on the budget by just keeping it a small town feel. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't work when you're dealing with something like know, Carnage and like the large scale. Yeah. Yeah, two super hardcore like alien beings you can only skimp on the budget so much when you're two sort of like your protagonist and your antagonist are both fucking massive cgi beasties but what i hate what i hate that i think they'll they i was hoping they'd get it right and i hated it from the first one was the way the symbiote comes out i don't remember yeah kind of like it just sort of like it just just sort of like yeah and it's like yoink and then grab something and comes back and i was i was hoping it'd feel a bit more like a um Again, there's some really like cool comic artwork, and I thought if you can go an R rated, just do it. Where you see the symbiote come out, and it like literally just tears Skin. the person inside to pieces. Yeah. Like it should, it, look, it, it feels like it, it should forms. be painful. Yeah, yeah. And then when it comes off them, it sort of like and I mean like heals them back, lets them heal. I guess it's supposed to be a painful thing. <clears> yeah, I guess like Spider Man Three aside, they, that was terrible. But like at least when Eddie Brock transformed into Venom, it looked painful. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, really that does. kind of thing. But yeah, like, pfft, looks rough. So we got that to look forward to because we'll have to watch it because of the podcast if we're still going. The thing and, is, the um, problem with it though is like, sorry, just to go back to it, is, no. is this, the reason why he's why I bump into it with like Venom being so like, oh, making ham and eggs or what have you, <laughs> is I can't do the voice that true. No, it's true. Yeah, she did. Ham and eggs. Ham and eggs. The reason why he's like that. It's because the whole, the whole thing behind Venom is he's driven by his absolute unrelenting hatred of Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man yeah. His whole reason yeah, for being right. is how much he hates Spider-Man. And this is where I bumped into it in the first one. It's like, you can't have an interesting film about this character where that's not his driving force. Yeah. That's not what's propelling him forward just to be an absolute bastard. It just doesn't make And then, sense. like, without that, he is ham and eggs guy. He's like, oh, I've got nothing. I've got nobody to yeah, hate. I, I might thought... as well fucking make some breakfast. Like, I thought they were going to go the route of... Um... They weren't going to do Eddie Brock. And like I said this to Drew before it came out and before you heard about it. I thought they were going to do, what's it like? It was Agent Venom or some shit like that. That comic series. Yeah. Like that would have made more sense. You just skip Whereas, the whole Eddie um, Brock thing. Flash and he's, Thompson. Yeah. And he's just like a soldier and he's just like a special ops thing. It's more anti-hero focus. It's not so he's a bad guy kind of thing. That would have made him so much more sense. But they just went, no, no, it's got to be Eddie Brock. And it's like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. But it's, like I said, it's Sony and it's fucking Avi Arad just producing this thing, which he just does. You know, like when he touches a property of comic books, it just makes it shit. It's just yeah. like, ugh. like all He's the- got the oh. touch. He has the shit. Anyway, um, yeah, there's that to look forward to when that comes out. Uh, Morbius <laughs> also is going to come out eventually, which 
left. Oh yeah. god, that, I'm looking forward to that even less. Yeah, I know. Some dude just going, maybe uh, it's for me. Am I the vampire? Yes, you are. Oh, you, you are the vampire. No, it's you. It's you, Morbius. You're <laughs> the vampire. Let me sing you a song. That is, your name is literally Morbius, the living vampire. It is you. Jared <laughs> Leto is a dickhead. Yes, well, he is. Yeah, and, said, uh, after everyone <laughs> else. You're fucking right. Uh, let's get to the main That's topic. a valid hot take. Yeah, that's a spicy cold take, if anything, I've heard one. <laughs> um, okay, the actual topic this week is supposed to be comic books, but we've rambled for fucking ages about what we've been doing this week, which is great, because it's just, you know, talked about good stuff. Freewheeling. Yeah. Oh, that's our new theme tune. Diddle did it. Actually, no, that's the theme. You just drew like scatting over the over the titles. If 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 I didn't think it was going to get copyright struck to fuck, I'd put the loaded weapon theme tune as our theme tune. But that would be fantastic. Or naked gun. Is that the one? I think so. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, do you know what? Playing it like that probably won't be copyrighted because it sounds shit and fine. Yeah. <laughs> they won't pick that up. That'd be fine. Oh. I won't hit the algorithm. Um, okay. <laughs> Just back in musical. Uh, uh, our favorite comic books. We're not really doing a top like ranking, even though Dan literally ranked his for once. <laughs> and I kind of did. I, I I picked up so many that I I can't assign them I yeah. really can't um, and I've struggled to try to have a bit from here and there so I've just basically just like a list of honourable mentions yeah no that's fine I mean we're just going to talk about the ones we like the most I've, I've only really hot, hot picked five and they're really fucking ice cold takes of what, what I think are good comic books it's but, Hush um, on there huh it's Hush on there. No, it's not on there actually. Oh. But believe, but much more obvious choices are on there. Um, so. DKR. Yeah. Would you believe? I'll go first then. I guess. Yeah, you go first then. I'll start with one that's probably not as obvious. All Star Superman. Oh yeah. By Grant Morrison. I think that comic book, I read it after I'd saw the animated feature, and I was like, this was because I really, that's one of my favorite Superman stories, because it's so, it, that, it gets everything exactly fucking right about that character of who he is, what he stands for, the world, why Lex Luthor is such a piece of shit, the love for Lois Lane, Lois Lane's understanding of fucking Clark. It's just, it's all wrapped in a nice, fucking tidy, lovely bow. And like the art is fucking gorgeous. It's not like classic Superman style, like the Golden Age kind of style, but it's kind of like in a we in like a, a nice middle ground kind of area. Yeah, it's nice simple lines and <clears throat> yeah, sort it's, of vibrant colours as well. Oh, it's it's such a beautiful story in a book. Um the main story is fuck I'm trying to remember it now. Uh Superman is kind of like going it's like it's it's the death of superman essentially but it's not the comic book the death of superman it's like superman's going to die and he's do he's basically trying to right as much right wrongs as he can to make the world a better place and show what it means to be him to lois before he actually dies and there's some lovely parts in that book lovely and, I mean, lovely the yeah. the the, the feet the fit the feature they did for it is fucking spot on as well it gets everything fucking right um <clears throat> we're like 
he shows Lois, he takes Lois to the Fortress of Solitude for her birthday, and he's like, I want you to, I want you to f- understand what it is like to be me. And he basically synthesizes this agent that lets her become him, like in his powers for twenty for twenty four hours. And they go and they stop some crimes, and she kind of gets this brief glimpse into what it's like to be Superman and like understanding how how he sees the world and how overwhelming it can be to to a certain extent and like the stakes that he kind of plays in and he kind of does a bunch of other stuff like he fucking creates a bunch of technology to better humankind and he I think he finally restores the bottle city of Candor at one point and it's just like <clears throat> it's such a sweet bittersweet kind of story um the one of the cooler parts in it spoilers for all these by the way because i don't fucking care um <clears throat> is um he fights lex Luthor towards the end and like lex Luthor kind of creates he survives his own execution by creating this kind of same kind of agent and um this like thing where he has superpowers and like he uses this thing where he kind of like slows speeds up time for Lex so his powers kind of burn out instantly and towards the end Lex Luthor kind of gets a glimpse into the same kind of scenario of what it's like to be Superman as well and like he openly starts weeping in the book and he's like ah I I like I see kind of thing and it's just fucking wild man but it's a great story if you want like a concise understanding of Superman without having to retread like oh he fucking came from fucking krypton and explode and all the origin stuff that's a fantastic book to read <clears throat> hmm. yeah no I've, I've heard very good things about it it's um it, it's one that comes up on lots of sort of like top lists and one that people keep saying literally take the vibe yeah. of this and translate this into film because it kind of captures like the the sort of wonder of it from the christopher reeve sort of films yeah as well, definitely gather so um, like you know, it's not all about being broody and how yeah, all what things against us. It's like no, yeah. no, he's just this nice man. Nice man is nice. Yeah, he's there um, to better mankind and inspire hope, not be this fucking randiest and randiest fucking super god that could possibly kill everyone, like Zack Snyder seems to think he is. But anyway, Dan or mm. I, yeah, go on, Dan. Go on, Dan. Yeah. Um. Right. So in no go on, go on in. <laughs> No particular order. I'm going to go with... Uh, let's go with my first Warren Ellis one. Mm. Um, Planetary. I've not heard of is that. absolutely amazing. It's really, good, really, really good. Um, it's basically... Think X-Files. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, dialed up to a million. <laughs> um, it, it, it's really, really good. It's um, they kind of like these... Um, what are they described as? Mystery archaeologists. All right. So they come across like really weird cases. A lot of it, there is like a thread running through the whole thing. I've got the omnibus edition, which is huge. It's absolutely yeah. gorgeous. Um, but it's got this kind of thread running through it, but most of it is just like case of the week sort of thing. And it's yeah. all really weird sort of Warren Ellis shit. And like, say one of the cases, what was it? It was like, they find a World War Two supercomputer <laughs> that can travel through different dimensions. Just fucking weird shit, but That's it's cool. absolutely beautifully drawn. Um, some of the concepts that, like, that they visit in it are amazing. It kind of shows you the kind of full range of what a comic book can be, because it does do superheroics, and it does kind of tangentially... It's in the same universe as um, The Authority. I'm sure you've heard of... I've heard yeah, of The, the Authority. Authority. Yeah, yeah and, and Stormwatch. Yeah. Um, 
And yeah, it's, it's just gorgeous. It's the first book I'd read in a long while where I was kind of blown away by it and thought, like, I, I've never read anything like this. And it, it it's just really, really good. Um, It also kind of, like, they did, um I think, for Batman's um 70th anniversary or something like that. Not the most recent one a while ago because it's planetary's finished now. Mm. Um, But they did a tie-in one where they go and they literally visit every iteration of batman including like the 60s one including the one where he turns up and he's got like the purple mitts the one where you know the first appearance where he's got a gun yeah the yeah. um what's Bat the name of the and all that stuff. really famous guy in like the 70s and the or slash 80s where it had the the long blue kind of cow oh, Azrael. really pointed yeah that, that sort of thing so um yeah so it's kind of like um a tribute issue to that where they were kind of dimension hopping trying to solve something or the other and they counter like michael keaton's batman and stuff like that but it's it's just it's just a really fucking good time like like i said there's no overall storyline to it i read it a while ago so i can only remember like a couple of the odd like case files but like just in terms of like a i want to read a mystery before bed sort of thing yeah it's good it's really oh, that's good cool man yeah definitely worth watching and it's um there's some sort of like r-rated stuff in there as well so it does dial it up and there's there's some superhero stuff but it's not about superheroes because it crosses over the authority like here and there you could know that they're in that world sort of thing. But yeah, it's just some spooky shit. Cool. I'll check that out. Drew, give us a... Hi. Give us a... Uh, what do you want? I'm showing the, uh, I'm showing the clock, don't I? Yeah, I've seen one before. Good stuff. <laughs> just just letting you know what, what, what the time is, that's all, because I know you want to be quick. I've not read that one. Oh, yeah. Come <laughs> Um, no, my favorite. What, what are we going for? Favorite one? Just pick, top, just like, like choice picks. Yeah, choice picks of your your favorites. Don't worry um, too much about yeah, it. I've, I've, uh, I've, I've got all my favorites still in in hard copy. So I had a look through. My favorite, I think, is uh, Ghost in the Shell. Um, really? But, Shock. Uh, yeah, uh, but I've spoken about Ghost in the Shell. Uh, I've spoken about it. Mm. So well, that's enough of that. Um, uh, but Torment by uh, uh, Spider Man, the Amazing Spider Man Torment. Um, yeah. Oh, one to five. That's one of my favorites. Um, mainly down to the art. It's Todd McFarlane's like first run. Uh, super impressive artwork for a dude that was just getting into it at the time. I mean, he must have been almost thirty years. Ago. He must have been like thirty, thirty-one when he he wrote he wrote that um, and did the artwork for that. But that's one of my favorites. Really cool story. Uh, basically, the lizard uh, goes on a killing spree. Um, Super intense. I think uh, it's one of my favourites, um, and it's worth. It's of note because it's. Um, it was around about the time the comics were getting a bit stale, um, and you had you just they were coming out like comic book crash of uh, like the eighties and things were still not sort of picking up. Oh, um, yeah. And he took Spider Man in like a pretty horrendous. It was almost like a horror direction, and a lot of the artwork felt a bit. Yeah, that cover. Uh, that cover is. Fucking famous that cover. Super I've famous. I've literally, more. I've just, I've, as you were talking earlier, I was, I was going through the comics like which ones are my favorite, and I've got all the variant covers of that. And I was like, out of curiosity, I just Google how much they're worth, and I'm literally, I've, I put the box down so gently afterwards. I'm like, I'm going to do that. I don't know what to do with it. I'm like oh. sitting there, just like, oh my god, am I going to get like robbed tonight? Um, but no, that's a, that's that's one of my favorites. It really was um, a game changer. Like a reinvention of Spider-Man, basically. <clears throat> yeah, not so much like the reinvention, because they, they always, every, everyone had their own iteration of what Spider-Man was like. 
everyone did their own sort of versions of it and it's just like they're recycled all the time but it was the first time i think that marvel comics really that gone into a point where he felt like he was he was in a horrific situation and the artwork allowed to push that idea forward that he could fight a villain he didn't just fight a villain and go home to mary jane mary jane was like uh oh. i mean she was more than that i get that i mean i'm not lucky but well, you've, you've, um, i mean that period like women in comics aren't exactly written well you know what i mean no they were all exactly they were all everyone everyone was fridged they were either fridged or yeah. important yeah so yeah um but it, it felt like it was trying to do something very different with the Spider-Man character himself and push yeah. it to a point where these villains felt like they were a very tangible threat. Um, they went out and they killed people. I've got uh, one of my other ones that's on the list. Is, is the top well, don't double up. Fucking hell, we've only done one each. You've done, I can't. This is your I third, can't. you cock. <laughs> I, I, well, yeah, I'm just uh, zooming through. You hardly clock up to me a minute and go... Um, my other one is, uh, yeah, of the same one. But I'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, you yeah. do you, Ian. You go well, nuts. Batman, is it? Batman <laughs> or Superman? <laughs> hit, me, hit, hit, hit me with a fucking Kel Supreme. Go on. Eggs, Okay, Batman. I will. I'll do a Batman. <laughs> I've got two Batman. 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 Two Batmans. <laughs> That's a butler. That's a type of butler. <laughs> yeah. Batman. Anyway. Batman. I've got t- Batman's butler. <laughs> and Alfred. <laughs> but... I've got two Alfreds on this list. Uh, <laughs> um, oh fuck! Let's do let's do the obvious choice, which is probably my favourite comic book of all time, which is, yeah. to no surprise, the Killing Joke. <laughs> yeah. Like the Killing Joke is. F- What's yours, Dan? It's no fuck off. The Killing Joke is <laughs> fucking brilliant. I l- that book is just. It's like. It's not. <laughs> I just I can't I, I'm trying because because I've been ed- we've been doing this podcast for a while right? you really I'm trying, know about <laughs> I'm trying to know. get like I'm trying to get like across like good criticism of stuff and so far every time I fucking talk about something like I'm like oh yeah I like it it's good it's great oh it's good it's good great good 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 great, great. but I don't it like is there but I <laughs> like that I don't like it <laughs> yeah right but like the Killing Joke is probably one of the first comics I like. Comics, graphic novels, I guess it's more accurate for that book, especially that I re- like really sunk my teeth into. Like the comics before then, like growing up, I never, I never really found a comic shop local to us. I didn't really know if there was one because I'm quite like there really wasn't one that I knew of. And like for comics for me, it was like the fucking Beano and fucking like. Yeah, and like the Simpsons comic, but was it actually the Simpsons comic? It was the weird British Simpsons comic, which is basically just shitty re fucking hashes of the episodes with shit puzzles in for nine year olds and stuff like that. So I, I never really got into like comics via comics. I got into comics through Saturday morning cartoons. So a lot of my favorite stories I was first introduced via like the X Men cartoon and like the Spider Man cartoon and Batman and things like that. But the Killing Joke, I remember when I started getting back into this kind of stuff i was like this is one of those books i need to read first and it's just it just blew but this is one of those books i'm gonna put in the book <laughs> <laughs> but like the like it's everyone knows what the killing joke I'm is going to listen it's... to this one <laughs> yeah listen to this book um but 
everyone knows this fucking killing joke. Everyone's probably read the killing joke. It's just like it's a one of the best Batman stories. It might like it goes places with Batman as a character and the Joker, like which I don't know, it just didn't really feel like had really been explored that well before that point because this is fuck this is alan moore the killing joke yeah that's it because um deconstructive yeah what and he does and it's just like you see a side of the joker which is like we all knew jo- the joker was a bit of a fucking nutcase but this is like no 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 he's quite the nutcase <laughs> quite i think you'll find he reads books in the bath <laughs> he reads books in the bath kind of nutcase <laughs> but um like the double page spread in it is just like one of the fucking br- most brilliant pieces of artwork i i think ever and it's just so like the 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 madness behind the joker's eyes when he's like screaming and laughing and the, it's all the fucking ha ha ha's behind him and it's just like he's like crying and his eyes are really fucking wide he's hot clasping his head like it just you it, it's fucking wild and like the ambiguous ending which everyone goes on about. I'm just like... Yeah, really fucking ambiguous. It's like, does Batman... I read that and I was there like, was that good? Yes. Yeah. It's like, is have they have they kind of like accepted kind of who they are to each other? Did Batman kill him? Like, at the end? Because like, there's a weird abrupt stop to the laugh and it's like, ooh, like, and nobody really, like, whenever you talk to, people have tried to get answers out of him, Alan Moore and stuff, and he's just like, it's, he, Alan Moore is fucking notorious, don't fucking talk to me about stuff. Just like, it's, I don't fucking care. It was a book I wrote fucking 20 years ago. Fuck off. <laughs> you know what I mean? That kind I'm going to go back to my eight wives. Yeah, and, no, and my fucking wizard hut. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? But, yeah, I just, the artwork in it is fucking superb. It's just a great story and a great book. It does, like good things with interesting things with Batgirl it's a bit fucking again cliche with like women in comics of just like oh Batgirl is there to fucking taught be tortured to f- forego the plot and it's a bit yeah. like but then Commissioner Gorda doesn't really escape unscathed in that book either you know what I mean it's just like yeah good shit good shit good show good shit give it a read which, I mean you've all read it book. so just give it another read hey yeah. go on <laughs> Next one I would say would be, and just popped into my head now because I've got a lot of my Marvel stuff on the shelf above me, is uh, Marvels by Alex Ross and Kurt Busiek. Oh, yeah. And it is an absolutely beautiful sort of look at the Marvel Universe, um, starting in the Silver Age, Golden Age, right the way through to um, sort of the more modern era. And it basically follows this um, journalist for the Bugle. Um, yeah. who was there at the, the dawn of superheroes. Um, so, like, talking about the invaders back in World War Two with uh, Cap and Namor and the original Human Torch, um, going through to um, the rise of the Fantastic Four and the first sort of appearance of Galactus. Um, and then I think it skips through to um, the emergence of mutants and then, like, your street-level heroes like Parker and Spider-Man and whatnot and, Daredevil, and all that sort of stuff. But yeah. is absolutely beautiful like I, I really can't stress it enough it's definitely one of the most I'm just trying to take this off without <laughs> your whole shelf over. coming down yeah 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 but I mean like uh, uh, I mean it's not good for the, the podcast but this is oh, yeah shit, very classical this, style like um oh it's just fucking gorgeous and yeah it is it's a really nice just kind of like from the ground up sort of perspective of 
you know what it'd be like living in this world and that's, you know it's why he's called he calls them the marvels he doesn't call them superheroes he calls them like actual marvels um yeah. but yeah yeah I, I really can't recommend it enough just as like anybody with a casual sort of enjoyment of marvel as a property um and i mean you don't have, you don't need to know any of the history you don't need to know any of the continuity you just need to know roughly who these superheroes are uh, and that's it. And yeah. it, it just goes into just, you know, seeing them. Because the whole thing is that he doesn't know who they are. And, and and it's exploring it from that perspective. And I think the art style does kind of change depending on the era that it's in as well. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it's Alex Ross and he's he's so good. It's all, like, painted colours. Yeah, you know, Alex Ross's uh, art is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's Him and Jim Liam, like, my, my, my top two. Um, he's um His Twitter is, at the moment, Alex Ross. He's posting a bunch of stuff. Not to our Instagram. And it's just like, oh... Oh, this is fantastic! I can just eat this art. Yeah, yeah, but it it really just it, it it encapsulates that sort of like sense of wonder like perfectly. And oh, yeah, it's just so nice. This is really good. And it was like a really random. They did like an audio play of it, which kind of worked, but not really because without those absolutely stunning visuals, yeah, 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 um, yeah, it didn't quite work. But yeah, I again, I I really can't recommend that. Alex that. Ross, obviously, famously as well, did the. F- very famous artwork for the Crisis on Infinite Earths page. Yes, yes, yes he with did. With all of yeah. all of the characters and Superman, like that that image that you've probably seen. Yeah, that's it. That's his art, and it's just so fucking good, man. This cat is attacking me at every fucking possible moment. But Fuck off! Definitely then. give that a go. Drew, 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 what is it, man? <laughs> Remember when uh, we used to think that when we were listening to Corn in your bedroom when we were kids, and uh, we used to think that it was. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Drew! Is that your mum? No. Oh, yeah, that was David's doing Q! It's track fucking seven on Corn, yeah. 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 Head screams in the background, doesn't it? Drew! Yeah, we turn it down and go, yeah! Yeah! Oh, for God's sake, mum! Oh! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. What a killer album! That's a anyway, fucking good album. Comic book, comic book. Right, um, <clears throat> well, it's it's a selection, really. Uh, but Junji Ito, anything uh, he does, particularly at there's a handful. Uh, Glyceride is one of them, very famous one. The uh, the Enigma of uh, Amigara Fault, and there's his Frankenstein story, all really good. Um, yeah. I don't don't really want to ruin them because they're not like comics per se i mean like he, you've got like an overriding story they're just selected short stories really it's where it's really obscure short stories the enigma of amigara fault is the really famous one um that's the one that everybody bums and with good reason it's really <laughs> really just messed up um it's hard to explain why it's messed if i was to explain why it feels messed up it, you wouldn't get it but if you read it it sinks in and it starts making you feel uncomfortable partly down to his artwork his artwork is really really fucking cool um it's nearly all line record it's like that thing i threw up on my uh Instagram yeah yeah, yeah the, it's all the, that all that yeah. sort of style so it's all twisted like really twisted versions of like the human form and things like that so it's there's you no know, like horns and spikes and whatever it's all yeah it's pretty uh like odd versions of just what happened to a human body it's pretty sick but yeah he did a couple of good ones glyceride is really good um there's a particular panel that it's about a girl who uh uh, it, I, I can't remember. Hang on, I've, I've got it up here, um, but I can't remember what it's. Her family like run a, a, a shop, like a, a takeaway, something like that. Yeah. But um, 
they they just for some reason I can't remember why they just get greasier and greasier, and they end up getting so covered in grease. There's this one panel of this kid, like the brother, just squeezing his face, which is all pimples, just pouring like all this. Oh, these oh I've seen that. This I've seen yeah. that image. That's that's <clears throat> so fucking grim. Yeah, I've um, actually seen that. Yeah. Hang on, let me pull it down because it gets like worse at the end. Like, the, I think she kills like a. Well, I don't fuck out, spoiler, I don't think he cares. Kills the dad, and he's literally just full of grease, like oil. Oh, it's man. fucking, it's, it's weird. Uh, but there's loads of them. The Frankenstein story is really good. Um, uh, it's a really odd take on Frankenstein, um, and it's, it's pretty, it, it's, it's quite horrible. It's a bit of a psychological headbutt. Um, but yeah, anything by Junji Ito, specifically those ones. Re- really, if you want to read something, go for the, uh, the Enigma one. Um, Okay. Yeah, it's really, really fucking weird. Uh, but it, it'll make you feel claustrophobic. And then while you're on that sort of uh, train down into fucking hell and horror, while you're at it, um, go on a little yeah. segue. Go on a little journey to read it. After you've, you've got the, the horrible feeling of claustrophobia from the story, go and read about what happened to some poor, poor fucking dude when he went caving, like, in 2011. And, I'd rather uh, not. Called John, John Jones. It's worth it. It's a hell of a horror story awesome, and a fable for the ages on what not to do, as well as very sad. It's, it's quite sad. Um, don't read that. I don't know why I'm suggesting you go and read somber stuff. It's not say. comic. It's, it's real life. Um, um, it, it's one of those books that's real life. You know what I mean? One of those. You get what I mean, Leo? Is this um, real life? Yeah. yeah. So what, Did you just call me Leo? I just <laughs> totally... <laughs> just insidious insults. Fuck's sake. I didn't even catch so, that at first. I was like, did you call me Leo? Fuck's sake. Um, yeah. Come on. Uh, what's, your, what's your next comment? What's your next Batman one? Um, I won't do Batman one next, it, but... Uh, I'll Superman, do... is it? No, it's Civil War, actually. Shock. Civil oh, War. I'm, that's yeah. actually not a shock horror, but that is a big, that is a big fucking story to be chucking in there. Yeah. Like, like there, there's a lot of lead up to that. Yeah, as a collection, like the I have the collected book, which misses a lot, but I have on my my iPad the everything like the complete Civil War, and like yeah, there's a lot there. But as a as a narrative, because like yeah, one book doesn't really take in Civil War as as you can because it's a fucking ma- it's an epic of fucking comic books. There's spin-off books, isn't there? Yeah, but like... It's a civil war <laughs> if, if you, you will. Say, yeah. If you would if you would allow such but a thing to There's be nothing said. civil about it. I just... The concept of, about it. The concept of Civil War is fucking just so fucking good. And like all these... Seeing all these various perspectives from all the ancillary stories and like right down from like the, the fucking no-name teams like fucking that caused the incident all the way up to fucking like Tony Stark creating the fucking raft in this alternate dimension with fucking Reed Richards and it's just like what the fuck is going on this is so insane like what the fuck and like yeah like Civil War it's a big fucking read like it is like you can read the collected version but you miss so much in the collected version like it's best to just there's a there is a handy like um checklist you can download that gives you everything connected to for it even includes like the fucking weird oh behind civil war like books that just it's the artist talking about writing it and it's like yeah okay i get it <laughs> you know what i mean but it's good insight and stuff but fucking 
we all know what like you know what Civil War is. I mean, we've seen the movie doesn't really do it justice like at all. It doesn't concept like the the theme is there, it, but like yeah. the scale is fucking nuts. Just doesn't even touch it. Like the closest thing you can set to scale to Civil War is probably the end of Endgame. That's what Civil War should have been. Like Civil War should have been these like gigantic armies of heroes fucking just kicking the living shit out of each other and it was just like in the movie it's like oh, 12 guys in a car park <laughs> you know what I mean it's like but no like it's it's an obvious choice like people like there's probably better Marvel stories that I haven't read like I really want to catch up on things like um Secret Secret Wars and things like that and uh House of M is a huge one I really want to read, which I've never caught up on, which will probably take the place of things like that. But Civil War is a good book. Short. Not the book is short. My talking about it is short because I'm terrible at talking about stuff I like, but give it a go. But find it online. Get the collect, get like the, the full whack. Yeah, get the full whack because you put like you, yeah. you, you get so much more of like Black Panther and like the Defenders aspect of stuff and like the low-key mutants like hiding in the fucking sewers and things like that and just yeah, it's so much so many side stories you just miss in the in the in the collected edition <clears throat> danielle mm, a fine choice <clears throat> um so oh what should i go with next next i'm gonna go uh chuck a transformers one in there oh bloody hell uh, and go with last stand of the wreckers by uh nick roche oh, and wow. james roberts it is amazing so like going back to 2006 um, 2006 isn't a song. Why did I say, why did I sing it? Nobody knows. Um, um, so, um, so they they kind of relaunched um, Transformers back in 2006 after the Dreamwave run kind of failed. Um, yeah. IDW, a publishing company, launched it, and they started off with um, an arc called Infiltration. This that, and the other, and it kind of like brought Transformers into sort of like more modern comic sensibilities um and try to play the sort of like oh yeah they are robots in disguise like you know there's a lot of espionage sort of stuff going on and that whole run only finished um a couple of years ago i think maybe 2017 2018 all right um but this particular one last stand of the wreckers um is just an action movie in comic book form <laughs> with transformers it's like the concept of it is that a rogue Decepticon called Overlord has overtaken like the Autobots maximum security prison. Right. So now the Autobots are prisoners, the Decepticons are wardens. And it is so oh. fucking violent. Like they hadn't I hadn't seen anything like this in sort of like Transformers Media before. Like, cause they they can, you know, there's the whole thing of like, you know, oh in the live action movie they chop off an arm yeah, with a little yeah, bit yeah. of fluid sort of thing, but they're robots. It's not fine. really blood, it's like smoke and like fire and oil. Yeah, yeah it's, it's more graphic just... than you'd expect, but it's not graphic. Yeah, they've got like in Last Under the Records they're kind of like Energon is like bright pink, like the their lifeblood sort of thing. Yeah. And there's just like scenes of just horrible violence <laughs> against things. But the actual um the wreckers themselves, they're like the Autobots kind of dirty special ops team as in like we don't talk about what they do they just go and get the job done they go in they fuck shit up they probably commit war crimes but we just, you know <laughs> don't just, talk just, about just, it under the rug. and this is literally as i said like their last stand like they go in there and um they're they're tested on a level not just like physically but in terms of like reckoning with their past what they've done they really flesh out the characters in there um like springer in particular is absolutely fantastic 
um, as the leader of the Wreckers, cool. and he's got um, a sort of thing with the previous leader, um, Impact. They're, they're sort of playing off each other a lot. Cups in it, just being a grizzled old Love fucking. Cup. Yeah, but this is like this is like war weary cup. Not oh, like shit. I've got a funny story. This isn't Grandpa Simpson cups. This is I've seen some shit, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that sort of cup, and it, it's it's really good. Just as like you don't have to have read any of the other um, IDW run. You can literally pick up Last Stand of the Wreckers and read it on its own, and it is just brilliant. The art and colours by Nick Roche, who's um, become one of my favourite artists. I've got his Transformers prints on my yeah. wall. It's, it's just brilliant. Everything pops. Just, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's all I've got to say. Just really cool, give man. it a go. Like, if, if you're ever curious about casual sort of curiosity about seeing what Transformers comics are like, like Trans- this is like, like the best of what they could be. I've I've heard good things from you about how like the Transform- like people sleep on Transformers comics and like they shouldn't. You know what I mean? They really shouldn't. Definitely but, not. No. Yeah. Cool. Absolutely amazing. Drew, hit us with your best shot. Well, not your best shot, but hit us with a shot. Hit me with your best shot. Um, you in the bath. I thought you were talking about it. He's reading in the bath. Right, the bath. He's quickly going I, through I his know, collection just while he's... I wonder if, this, if I sing into this, it's like, does this sound like I'm in a bathroom now? No, it sounds like you're in a cup. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Close. It was a bowl. It's like Bane. Oh. <laughs> Oh yes, I wondered where it would break first. <laughs> your bath or your cup? <laughs> bath or your bowl, you fool. <laughs> oh my bad. Hey, Bookers. Damn it. Bookers. Fucking hell. Well. Um Yeah, Dan wants oh, to go, come yeah. on, hey. <laughs> um I don't really I don't really uh straight up I don't really have it. He's just creeping on me, don't worry about it. Uh, uh Everyone on top of that. Um, the other, other Spider-Man one I was going to be on about was the uh, Venom and Carnage one. Uh, Tom McFarlane one, like uh, three-piece one. Um, hi, Nikki. Hi. Shout out to Nikki on the yeah, podcast. She can hear you through my headphones. <laughs> now nah, she'll hear it later. <laughs> Shout out. They say hi, Nikki, really loudly. Hello. You're going to be on Spotify. <laughs> oh, you are. <laughs> Sorry. You're going to be no, go on, a threat. Yeah, you could have got a spot. I'm gonna kill get me. I'm gonna turn you into a star <laughs> amongst nine people, <laughs> three of which you already know. Uh, <laughs> right, Drew, go on. Yeah, no, that's it. That's it. It's just a good comic. I like Venom and Carnage. Venom and Carnage. Uh, no, what is it? Because I missed that. <laughs> um, it's the uh, Venom and Carnage story by Todd McFarlane. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's only in uh, three parts, um, but it's really good. It's really good. But I mainly like it just for the artwork. It's got uh, oh, all the covers yeah. on that are really cool, and the last uh, the last part has got like a really nice just uh, cover. It's like the three headshots of the three of them. It's almost almost friendly. <laughs> um, Mr. Edgar, Edgar friendly. friendly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, um, <clears throat> yeah, it's pretty good. But I don't have really much to say about it because it's not. It's, it's, it's like not it's like anything. a three shot it's, kind of like boop, boop, boop. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not an anything story really. It's just sort of like there. I was going to put like the New Mutants ninety eight, you know, the first prince yeah, of Deadpool, first mainly because it was yeah. it was one of the first times you get to see how um, uh, Deadpool was before he sort of evolved into what he, he is now, like this yeah. sort of wise cracking sort of yeah, yeah, just um, basically chimichanga. Oh my god, pancakes. Yeah. Oh, well, God, eggs and eat. But I, I didn't. So it's a moot point. So all of that, you can edit that out. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> You're all in. Edit, edit this Yeah, in. cool. The, eight, what issues eight, are they then? Are this, is it like Spider-Man like 8, 8 24 uh, or something daft like that? Or? 
two seconds. Let me, uh, One, two. Right, moving on. <laughs> You have to ask me that question, don't you? I'm gonna to have to get him out of here and be as careful as I fucking can. Careful as I have you had to go can. have you have to go to Yorkshire to get them? Yeah, I have they're, they're all fucking back and boarded. I've, I've literally I've got a glove on handling I'm such a fucking pathetic right. right, bastard. Um they are um the amazing Spider Man three six one, three six two and three six three. Uh April, May and June editions from uh nineteen ninety two. Excellent. Um Mike. They're probably yeah, on. The, uh, they're probably on Marvel Unlimited. If you want to read them, chances are. Yeah, it's, it's like the it. first appearance of Carnage. is pretty fucking wild, um, but it's cool. But the the uh, the artwork is really cool. Uh, so I, I just like him. I like him for that. But cool. you know, now I've got to now I've got to put him back. Something. That's all right because I'm going to talk about my thing. My next one again. No fucking shockers. Superman. Here. No, it's Watchmen. Um, Watchmen. Get get out. Who watches them? Funny enough, right? That's a big part of the book. <laughs> not God. Not fucking Zack Snyder. No. Actually, yeah, well, I that arguably, yeah, I, that movie vision he is... Did it, he watched it too much because it's yeah. exactly the same, minus the giant fucking squid thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I like... Watchmen is one of those like <laughs> seminal, <laughs> seminal works. Seminal as in seminal. Um, I think... It's one of those semen jobs. The best. It's... I, I like it for the Dr. Manhattan <laughs> stuff. Like, more than... Like, people kind of lean on Rorschach and kind of like how it's his story. Oh, only because like, he's so edgy. Yeah, but he's like... It's literally his 1980s edge to it. But, like, the the take on, like, the political landscape of the 1980s and, like, the post... Like, living in this nuclear fear and this kind of thing and, like, like the concept of um, Ozymandias trying to unite the world against a unified threat by creating mass, like... A mass fucking mass hysteria, yeah, hysteria, and like like a, a like a threat that can kill so many people across so many countries that everyone has to like it'll create world peace. And um, but Doctor Manhattan's story in it is just this like subtle, not s- subtle in a way, but like just this underlying, just like fantastic feeling of wang feeling of yeah. as subtle as you can be with a massive blue cock <laughs> well yeah if you watch the movie <laughs> or, as, I, as I like to call it what, it's as subtle what, as a Watchmen, massive blue cock Watchman and Dr. Manhattan's giant blue penis <laughs> yeah but who watches the watch cock <laughs> who watches the watch wang yeah but, um, the cock man like it's just this concept of this like guy who was like going to be a watchmaker following the footsteps of his dad and like and like not nobody thinking like him not really wanting to do that and going into this like scientific field but like that aspect of like being a watchmaker's son after the accident kind of helps him rebuild himself piece by piece over a period of like six months or something or like and his... it sounds like you could literally be describing a peter gabriel song <laughs> yeah it really. sounds like something and, um, to sing about like his weird perspective his weird perspective on time of which like post the event towards the end of his life he can just he kind of witnesses everything at the same point and it's like right like it does well to kind of showcase his like whenever he's on on the page it's like it's this date i'm here we're arguing i'm arguing with so and so over our relationship i'm here i'm on mars i'm creating my city i'm back into the, i'm back in the lab rebuilding myself you know it's just like it's this weird scatter shot like just 
existential crisis of a man you know in that, a, in um, a basically what you're saying is he's not a stay-at-home husband no definitely not that's what you're getting at he's yeah. more of a that's what i'm that's what I'm go to mars this, god yeah. kind of guy yeah <laughs> that um, more of a go that, to mars kind of dude <laughs> that that particular issue of uh watchmen um where he is kind of going it's 1973 and i'm yeah. blah, blah 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 that is one of the sort of smartest um sort of interpretations of a god on paper that I've seen. Yeah, you know what I mean? He is. It's like time does not matter to this man. He sees it all at the same time. And yeah, it is, I think it is just um, it, it's one issue out of the run that it does zero in on that. And they did that pretty well in the film as well, in all fairness. Yeah, in the film. And if, like, I'd argue the series on HBO is fucking so good. Like, yeah, that. I'm, I'm, I've got it's that like, to watch. It's like sequel Watchmen, but not like official, but like it is. And it's, it's a sequel just, to the comic, but yeah, not the movie. Yeah, sequel for the comic, it? not the movie. And yeah. it just does, like, that is fucking, like, amazing, that series. You should definitely check that out. Um, do you want to do one more? We've got, or should we wrap it up? Um, what have I got? What have I got? One, what have I got? We're on about 125. Okay, I'm going to do, um, I'll lump these into just a quick fire couple. Yeah, which okay. Which kind of go to on about. So the next Warren Ellis one I was going to be on about was, uh, I was going to be on about, <laughs> um, was Transmetropolitan. I've heard a lot about that. Yeah. It is fucking ace. It is funny as fuck. It is really, really sort of dark. Um, it, it's like set in a future, sort of like, not even like a post-apocalyptic future. It's just a, like where we are now with technology and how much we're involved with it, with our phone stuff like that. It's that, the end sort of state of it where we're we're, we're dependent yeah. on this sort of stuff and the whole thing follows this um journalist who is a drug addict an alcoholic just generally a complete and utter bastard mm. um <laughs> it's very very funny very dry wit but like the the artwork on it is kind of like what i was saying before about like 90s anime where the amount of detail that goes into the background of yeah. this weird shit that's happening that isn't even the source of it this is walking down the street and there is this fucking weird shit going on and it's really far back in the distance as well like if you look really closely at the page mm. but yeah i can't recommend that enough really dark humor really kind of politically relevant as well um, cool and it's it, it's it's horrible trump kind of paradigms with it it's mm. quite unsettling how sort of prescient that was um next one would be uh, age of apocalypse Oh yeah, that run on X Men from the nineties. Don't know if you guys have read it. It's fucking no. awesome. I've only it read um, the... I've only read Days of Future Past. That's the only. Oh, it yeah. was the first proper X Men book um, series that I read. It's like four huge volumes. Yeah, and it's set in a world kind of like Days of Future Past, where like um, where that one's like Charles Xavier didn't exist or was murdered. It's a similar sort of thing. I have Apocalypse to edit Drew to out. Power. Sorry, he's just fucking <laughs> like we're doing a podcast, and I kind of say to him every all the time, like, "Can you not? Can you focus?" And he's just fucking diddling <laughs> on the guitar. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, Age of Apocalypse is um, it's great. It's kind of like what you see Apocalypse's end game. This yeah. is what he wants. Him in charge, mutants of the dominant race. But the the thing that works about it so well is how Sounds it's um, <laughs> it's it's split up into. Um, it follows different teams over different issues. So, like Colossus's team in particular, his take their take on his character is that he's just a beaten, broken man <clears> who yeah. was kind of like, "I will get this done by any means." Questionable moral choices, and his artwork for that is all very dark and drab and sort of like quite thick, heavy line sort of thing. Really, sort of like gritty '90s yeah. stuff. And then, by contrast to that, you've got um, the main team where Magneto's a good guy now because that's what he yeah, does yeah, when there's somebody yeah. more powerful than him <laughs> but yeah i can't recommend that enough it's it, it's it's really really good it's 
you can get the collected volumes. Um, but yeah, if, it's probably on Marvel Unlimited yeah, as well. Probably. Bit convoluted um, at the start with the timelines, but cool. Yeah, give that wanna, a go. Should we hand it over to Drew? I know you've only done two. Um, Cable and Deadpool. That run was great. And yeah. Why the Last Man? Oh, Why the Last Man? Yeah, you've, you've talked a lot. Why the Last Man's banging. Um, Drew, do you want to do us a quick fire? Um, no, I don't really have a quick fire. All mine are just standard. You got Spider Man. You got this yeah. and that. I'm surprised <laughs> if you didn't bring up um, the Clone Saga because you're like arguably against everyone else's opinion. You both. Really like the clone. I, saga. I, I thought I thought the clone saga was amazing. I thought it was ahead of its time. I thought it took massive chances that comic books weren't taking. Mm. Like any comic, I mean, you could argue that the story is really shit, but I mean, realistically, let's let's get on a brass tacks. <laughs> is there a comic book story which isn't just fucking batshit and bad sort? Yeah, yeah. No, the clone yeah, saga was right. pretty good. I really like the whole um, uh, that that whole segment where you know they they remade. It was kind of horrible in the comic. They he remade Gwen Stacy. And then there's oh, a, yeah, a part yeah, where yeah. he's like he's like holding it, and she dies again, and it was kind yeah. of it was done just to be like let's kill her again, and it was all for whatever, but shock value. But it, I thought it was really well done. The Clone Saga is um it's one of those that I I think if you put it in your list, there's because a lot of people are very familiar with comics now. You feel especially on podcast, you feel a bit like you've got explaining to do for your reasons, but with something like the Clone Saga. You really, really are going to get backlash for just people hearing that you have put that in any sort of list. <laughs> yeah, and just it's like, got a it's, lot of... and it's all internet based. It's like, oh, I hear that shit. So, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, not a lot of people actually read it. Yeah, it's it's really good. Plus, the Scarlet Spider, I think, it's has the fucking the best Spider-Man suit ever. Yeah, outfit, yeah, like they're just it's fucking no. It's question. so simple. It's, it's the coolest one. Yeah. 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 Um, that's the, um, a lot of the artwork for um, the Clone Saga is mirrored in Age of Apocalypse because I think they're around the same sort of time. So right. like you know, there's sort of like the really sort of like dark noirish sort of scenes, and especially anything with like Kane, that sort of style yeah. it comes through a lot in Age of Apocalypse. There's probably a lot of crossover with the the artists working at Marvel <laughs> at the time. But yeah, I, the Clone Saga is convoluted as fuck. But like you say, you it's can comics. unpack any major thing in yeah. comics, and it will be. It's all a lot more streamlined now and stuff. But yeah, I mean, like no. the, the Peter Parker's dead. Like there's yeah. the, the, cl- the current yeah. Peter Parker is a the clone. clone. Yeah. Like there's, cool. there's no two yeah, way. And people are like, no, 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 we'll we'll retcon that. It was actually Ben Riley who died. It's like, oh, uh, no, no. Yeah, it's re- it was it was a really good. I, it was a really cool story, and especially at the time, reading it as a kid and even reading it as an adult. Um, cool. It it was cool because it just changed it a lot. So yeah, yeah. I would have put that in, but you've, there's too much explaining to do. If people haven't read it, or if people are listening to this going, oh my god, they like Clone Saga. We do. Fuck you. I don't fucking yeah. care. Like fuck it, it's good. Um, <laughs> cool. I'll do some quick ones. Uh, obvious choices: Dark Knight Returns. That's a fucking masterpiece, I think. In comic book writing, the old old man Batman, who's just like just on the fucking tip of the edge, old just ready Batman. to fucking just go and having to rediscover himself and his like his his will to f- continue and just like looking f- space just kind of like existing for a good death like I, i'm looking for a good way to die and then finding throughout the story like a, a good reason to continue living the sequels not so good especially the weird fucking like recent one that he fucking wrote which is a bit fucking far right for me <laughs> you know it's like, ugh. um they seem a bit unnecessary that's the story that does yeah, not need a sequel like, it's it's a one shot like oh this is what's happened yeah. at the end of the line and that's like it. A old man logan 
Yeah, that's another. Yeah, and like Dark Knight Strikes again, it's it's fine. You can that's okay. It still kind of slips a bit, but yeah, that's that's a good book. Old Man Logan's another good one. I really fucking dig mm. that, and like the influences on fucking comic. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Arkham Asylum, that book, the art in that that's book, really is strong. Fucking insane. Yeah, it's um, beautiful. A lot of mine are Batman because I've read mostly Batman. I think uh, uh, fucking Black Mirror. That's a fantastic book. Also, fuck, what's it called? I wrote that. Court, Court of Owls. That's a fantastic storyline. Should... Oh, the Scott Snyder stuff. Yeah, the Scott Snyder stuff. Yeah, that was good. Well, the wrote that as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're at the point that. where Drew's kind of adopting his usual jokes of just like I did everything. It's like, oh, I've been to the moon last week, <laughs> you, Drew. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> take a shit on it. Anyway, um, uh, it's, it's not far, is it? Ah, it's only hop, skip, and a jump in it. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, a lot of Batman stuff. Hush, great fucking books. Yeah, uh, I haven't oh, read invincible. tons of Marvel, like Days of Future Past. That was going to be on my list. I I really like that book. Doff thing, but um, yeah, but like I say, most of my introductions to these things have been through things cartoons. I've seen on cartoons and things like that cartoon, cartoon. Um, but that's been the show for this week next week I was yeah. I think we're gonna I want to watch Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead because that's out Friday oh no yeah go on we'll give it a um, go I, uh, I, I'm not gonna be around next week I'm gonna be visiting family oh no worries unfortunately well yeah, me, and, so. me and me and Drew because Drew wants to watch that thing Drew he yeah, I'm, you know, I've, I've well, heard, he wants I've heard, to. I, I hate Zack Snyder. Yeah, but I have. Um, you I've him. heard it's, it's pretty good. I, no, I no hate Zack Snyder. Yeah. Uh, so um, yeah, tastes like shit. That's uh, been the show. We're gonna do Army of the Dead next week. It might be a bit of a tangent, tangent episode because it's just gonna be me and Drew. We've got some special stuff coming up in the future, pretty soon, hopefully, but with me and Drew as well. Um, because he's gonna be well. I now see where I stand on this <laughs> no, podcast. No, because... I don't even know what this. It's because Drew's is. Drew's been well. I mean, if you're local, you're free to come down and join us. But like, yeah, because he's local, we're gonna record something. I left that place for a reason. Yeah, together with his quad, the, the audio quality be good and it'll be uh, uh, interesting. It'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah. I'll be dead next I'm, week. I must remember to bring my microphone. Yes, so. you must. Uh, and a cable. Uh yeah, uh that's the end of the show. I'm Pillow P Forty Five on Instagram. Uh Dan is Gundam uh, One This is Gundam thing, and he's Deftones yep. underscore Dan on Dan Instagram. Dan on um the the Instagrams, and also um just Dan underscore more on Twitter. Fucking original. Um Drew is Sway Tattoo. That's with his art page again. If you're not following the him art. and you, you listen to the show and you don't know us, give him a go. It's good for his. <laughs> it's good for his. Give him a go. It's good, it's if, good if for his you, morale. If you don't know it, if you don't know him and you don't know what he's like, then, then follow him. Follow him. <laughs> I mean, that's the yeah. That's the that's the. He's more tame. You know him, he's more tame on sorry. that on that page. <laughs> um, Drew's gonna come and give you a go next week as well. So. Oh, don't. <laughs> uh, oh, such a good guy. Cool. So this has been the round four. Uh, <laughs> I'm ending the show <laughs> with that. I'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Goodbye. Ta-ta. Bye.